and welcome to the Thanksgiving special of Sports Bar Talk, also known as episode 24. This show will kind of be a little different, it kind of won't. This show will be dedicated to my favorite holiday. We also happen to celebrate it tomorrow as this will drop on Wednesday, Thanksgiving. Yes, food, friends, family, and football. I believe that is the four F's of Thanksgiving. Love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. We got a bunch of, we got Thanksgiving dinner is going to be the food of the week this week. But more on that in a bit. Folks, I normally lead off talking about other sports, but we are picking in our football picks all of the Thanksgiving Day games, the Sunday, Monday night games on Sunday, and our game of the week. So we are picking six games, a sports bar talk record for most games picked in a week. So without further ado, let's get into it because this is sports bar talk. Where we got the best turkeys in the house and the seat and seats too. All right, let's dive in to the Thanksgiving Day picks. We're picking all the Thanksgiving games, and we will start with the game at 12:30 on your local CBS station, 12:30 Eastern, 11:30 Central. The Houston Texans will travel to Detroit to take on the Lions. No fans will be in attendance for this game. Uh, and boy, the Texans. What a year they've had, you know. Bill O'Brien gets fired. Uh, the former head coach lost the team. You know, they traded DeAndre Hopkins to Arizona. And it just it hasn't really worked out, you know. Deshaun Watson, I think he kind of feels left in the dust a little bit. DeAndre leaves. But he has a new coach, the new interim coach, uh, NFL coaching royalty, in my opinion, Romeo Crennel. And the Texans have been fun, you know. They beat the Patriots this previous week. Watson absolutely balled out. Uh, they gotta, they gotta get a running game. They need to get a running game. As hold up, Angus is coming in. One second. I got the door open. And Angus has arrived into the studio. Say hi to everyone, Angus. He says hi. All right, Texans have to get a run. Where were we? Texans have to get a running game. You know. Their starting running back has been out the last couple weeks, uh, David Johnson, so they've relied on the backup, Duke Johnson. No relation. Uh, they have to get a running game, and their defense is kind of terrible. I mean, they the defense can't stop the run because I play a lot of fantasy football. I normally go pick up the running back who's playing against the Texans. And uh, so the Texans, they're very interesting. On the other hand, for Detroit... You've got they're four and six. They've once they've beat they've beaten Atlanta, Jacksonville. Uh, they defeated the Washington Football Team, and they, you know they got Matt Stafford who has a little thumb injury. He says he's good to go. Um, they have some they have the ageless veteran Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Swift. I DeAndre Swift missed last game due to the injury. I'm not sure if he's playing this week. You also have the former Auburn running back, Carrion Johnson. Receiving-wise, Stafford will ha- has some weapons. Kenny Galladay, uh, Marvin Jones Jr. I th- Marvin Jones is hurt. I think he's a game-time decision. 
And then tight end, you got the former Iowa Hawkeye, TJ Hawkinson. So he's good. And then they have a kicker that can just boom it from anywhere. He's, he's, I believe he is he has the he's a part of that tie for the longest field goal in NFL history, sixty three yards. I am talking about Matt Prater, but part of that might have had to be when he first kicked, he was in Denver, and we all know about the altitude in Denver. He can still boom it pretty far. Um he hit like a sixty one yarder in a Monday night game a couple years ago in Detroit. So all in all, I mean, this will be an interesting game, but I think the Texans are just too much. You know, Watson can he has something that Stafford can't has. He can run the he can use his legs and improvise. And he's got some wide receivers, Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, Will Fuller. Uh I think the Texans will win this game. I think they'll win it twenty four to twenty. I think it'll be close. I think it will be close indeed. Next game. There will be fans in attendance for this one. I'm not sure what they're capping it at, but it's at 430. This is on your Fox station. You have the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys in a in a critical NFC East showdown. You want to talk about how bad the NFC East is. There is a so the Eagles are leading the NFC East by a game, and they're only leading because they have that tie against Cincinnati. They're free six and one. All the other teams in the NFC East are free and seven, so you have a freeway tie. So all these division games are going to be key going down the stretch. Let's start with Washington, however, and what a miraculous comeback story this is. I mean, I don't know if anyone believes in prayer. I sometimes believe in it. I believe in juju. Uh, not the football player, but good juju, positive vibes. Um, but if you prayed for Alex Smith two years ago after he had that horrific leg injury that was just like uh, Joe Theismann's, uh, you he you got God to answer his prayers because, of course, he returned. He had his first official start, uh, I believe, last week. Looked pretty good. They got the win against Cincinnati. And, you know, the Washington, you know, they have all these receivers and whatnot, um, rookie kind of sophomore uh, second-year wide receivers. But Smith can't really throw the deep ball. He can't run. I tell. I will admit, when I watch Washington play, I get a. I'm a I get so scared every time Alex Smith gets sacked because he just gotta hope he gets up. The only other quarterback I feel that way for is Ben Roethlisberger, partially because I'm biased to the Steelers a little bit. But, uh, but Alex Smith, you know, there's only really four part or three parts to four parts to the Washington football team offense. Alex Smith, wide receiver and also former Buckeye, Terry McLaurin, or as we call him in the Madden community, Scary Terry, Antonio Gibson, and J.D. McKissick. Now, McKissick is more of the the passing down, and since Smith can only really throw five-yard passes, well, he's getting back into a rhythm. McKissick was big these last couple weeks if you, have, if you picked him up in fantasy in PPR formats, because in PPR, points per reception, you get a point if the guy makes the catch. Uh, so he was proving to be really good in PPR formats. McLaurin's just been, in my opinion, really good since he's come in the league. He'll be a top five receiver within the next three years, in my opinion. And on, and I mean, they also have Steven Sims Jr., who's really good too. Defensive side of the ball, not really much to look for. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan, is a very good D end. 
So, and Washington, of course, first year head coach. Well, first year with the Washington Riverboat Ron, Ron Rivera. Of course, you probably remember him from his days with the Panthers. And so, this will be a fun game to watch. On Dallas, you know, Andy Dalton, they beat Minnesota. I didn't think they would. Andy Dalton came back after missing two weeks. One of the, one week was a concussion. The other week, he was on the he was deemed a close contact, so he was put on the COVID list. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott he scored a touchdown last week. That's always good to see when Zeke is scoring. Uh, the wide receiver they're still dangerous though. You know, wide receiver they still got C.D. Lamb who made an amazing catch. Uh, Amari Cooper, Gallup. Um, defense you got Vanderesh, although I think he's out for the year. Uh. So it's very, they're a very good team. And they got Greg the Leg Zerline as their kicker. And of course, first first year with the Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, who of course was the Packers head coach. This will be an interesting game. It's a Cowboys game. It's critical for the NFC East as we come down the stretch here. Washington, after this game tomorrow, will only have one more divisional game, and that's Week 17 against the Eagles. So who knows how big this game is. Will be, this could be... Washington's last chance to really. This is the last team, in my opinion, I think they could really beat. Maybe Carolina because it's Riverboat Ron's former team. I like Dallas in this game. I I think it'll be a seventeen to nine type of game. I just don't know how. Was maybe seventeen ten. Maybe we'll give Washington a touchdown, but I think it could be a very much all field goals for Washington, and all Dallas will need is just that critical touchdown. So. I like Dallas in the game. Alright, here we go. The Thanksgiving night game. Which might get called off by the time this episode drops. We gotta fig we gotta see if Baltimore has any more positive tests tests with COVID. If you are aware, if you've been watching ESPN or reading the sports news, you are aware that the Ravens have had five positive COVID tests and players, four staffers have tested positive. I actually saw the list of the five players who tested positive. So, uh, Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins, the two running back, one of the two running backs, tested positive. Uh, Pernell McPhee, outside linebacker, he kind of is big to that defense. Uh, the third string quarterback, some people know this guy from his days at Penn State, Trace McSorley. And then there was a nose tackle. I never heard of him. I think he was a practice squad player. But he was added to the list. And then a couple coaches and staffers, of course, making the nine total. As we're recording this, it is about 10.47. There wasn't a report about 10 minutes ago. If there were any more positives, let me look this up. Very quick. Um, Who am I looking up? We'll look up Ian Rappaport. Let's see. Two tweets in the last hour. I'll just real quick search on Twitter. Ravens COVID. And it looks like there is nothing new. It does sound like they're going to maybe fly from Baltimore to Pittsburgh the day of the game on Thursday. Which you're probably thinking, oh, that's going to be a long flight. A long flight. It's actually not that far. Uh, it's maybe like 45 minutes to an hour. It's not a long flight at all. Um, I know people that have made that flight. So, really... It won't be a long flight. But on the football side of things, Baltimore will have to rely on the Gus Bus, Gus Edwards, who isn't bad as a running back. He's kind of speedy. Uh, and Lamar Jackson, 
you know, I was thinking about it. Lamar still can't win the big game. And if you watched the game against Tennessee last week, you might have seen some proof of it. Even though he did lead the team on the field, the game the game tying drive to set up Justin Tucker. Um, you know they got Des Bryant uh, off of free agency. He made a couple catches. Very good to see. Even if he's on the rival team, I love I will root for Des Bryant except for this week, obviously. Um, they need receivers. They got Des. But Dez hasn't really played in... This was Dez's first catch since uh, New Year's Eve of 2017. Um, they, they got the only... Lamar's number one target that he really trusts is Mark Andrews. Antonio Brown's cousin, Hollywood Brown, isn't really making much of a difference. He's not. He hasn't had a, like a catch in a couple games. Maybe one catch, but he hasn't really done wonders. Willie Sneed, he had two touchdowns in the game against the Patriots a week or two ago. So, we'll have to see. Mark Andrews is going to have to step up. This is a very daunting task for for the Ravens, having a little COVID outbreak. They haven't been able to practice all week. So, that's very tough. you got to fetch on your own. But, if one thing has taught us over these COVID outbreaks... The Titans didn't practice for two weeks when they had their COVID outbreak. No practices, whatever. They came in on that Tuesday night football game against Buffalo and destroyed Buffalo. Beat them bad. So never say never in the NFL. Uh, that's why we love this league. But Pittsburgh is 10-0. And we know one thing. They're going to be ready to play. You've got Roethlisberger in that high-powered offense. Throwing to Juju. The birthday boy on Sunday. Happy belated birthday, Juju. Deontay Johnson and Mapletron, Chase Claypool. They also have Ebron at tight end. They have to get a running game going. James Conner has got to ball out a little more. I don't think he's had a touchdown since the last Ravens game. Uh, Defense. Best defense in the league, in my opinion. Not even being biased. TJ Watt, one of the best edge rushers in the league. We'll come in, we'll get a sack. Uh, to it on D-line. Cam Hayward. Uh, Robert Spillane has been absolutely clutch. Minka. Fitzpatrick with two picks. Albeit they were tipped up in the air and fell right into his lap, basically. Uh, be a very fun game to watch. Pittsburgh wins. Barring the game is still on, could get moved. Uh, 27-20. It'll be close. Do I think this game is played? NFL, I don't think it should be if the Ravens have more positives, and I think it's inevitable the Ravens will have more positives. But the NFL is going to do everything they can to get this in, and if the Ravens can field a 54-man roster for Sunday for, for tomorrow night, they will play this game. If the Ravens can't, this will probably get pushed to either Sunday or Monday. Maybe Tuesday again. I don't know. Um, if I'm the NFL, I would have told, because the Bears and Packers are the Sunday night game. We'll pick that game in a minute. Uh, I would have told the uh, Bears and Packers, be prepared to play on Thanksgiving night if possible. So prepare for a short week. So We'll see. Uh, but Pittsburgh wins 27-20 if the game is still on. I don't think they should play the game, but I think the game will go on. Uh, if there's more positive tests, they shouldn't play it, but it'll probably go on. So, Steelers win 27-20, and 
the other good part about this is they're playing on Thursday. It's basically 10 days till the next game for both teams. Actually, the Ravens go the next week, but for Pittsburgh, it's a 10-day wait. And I know the CDC is considering changing the quarantine period for COVID from uh, two weeks to seven to 10 days. So, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, I don't think anything is going to break right now during our podcast. But we have other football games to pick. Uh, Sunday night football. I just mentioned this. By the way, Raven Steelers is on your local NBC station. Nationally, anywhere in the country. So is this game. The sun, the typical Sunday night game. The Chicago, one of the oldest, probably the oldest, NF rivalry in the NFL. Two of the original franchises. The Chicago Bears take on the Green Bay Packers. This is going to be a really fun game to watch. Uh, Aaron, you know, the Packers, I was surprised they lost to Indianapolis over the weekend. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's been playing lights-out football. Kind of wonder if uh, he should be in the MVP conversation. Probably a long shot. Uh, we'll see. But the Chicago Bears have a quarterback controversy going on because neither of the two big starters can really get it done. Mitchell Trubinsky was the initial starter. He got benched in like week four for Nick Foles. And Foles is doing all right. They beat the Buccaneers with Brady. Um, they're 5-5 five and five right now. This is a big game for the Bears. Uh, you kind of need this. Um, many of the insiders in Chicago believe as Angus leaves the studio. I have to let him out again. Um, there you go. Many of the insiders believe in Chicago that Trubinsky's going to start on Sunday night. Be very interesting. Uh, running back situation's kind of foggy. David Montgomery, I believe Tariq Cohen's out for the year. So who does Trubinsky or Foles, whoever starts, has to throw to, gets to throw to? Uh... Good question. Let me look this up. Because they have Anthony Miller. I knew that. Uh, Cordero Patterson, but he's mainly their kick returner. You have Javon Wims. Uh, and they have, and Penn State fans, you'll remember this name too, Allen Robinson. They also have Riley Ridley. That is uh, Calvin Ridley's brother, I believe. Um... So they 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 they've got some solid wide receivers. They just need to translate it on the field. Their defense is still stacked. You have Eddie Jackson, uh, Kyle Fuller, uh, locking up corners. Eddie Jackson is a safety. You have um, more importantly, you have Khalil Mack, who's one of the scariest men in football. And you also, but you also have Robert Quinn. So the Bears are fine, but the Packers are going to be motivated coming off of this loss. To the Colts and yeah, so Aaron Rodgers, he's got weapons to, to throw to. Devonte Adams, Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez Scantling, Robert Tanyan, the tight end. They're loaded, and on defense, yeah, and they have Aaron Jones as well. Defensive side of the ball, Jair Alexander, uh. They have a nice tackle, David Bakhtiari, I believe is how you call that. Also, they got Darnell Savage. Very good. Very good at what he does. Um, and Mason Crosby, very one of the most 
one of the kickers in the league that doesn't get enough love. Packers win this football game 28-14. to I don't think it's close. I think it'll at least be 28 nothing, and then you'll see the Bears maybe get some garbage time points at the end. Monday Night Football! And speaking of those 3-6-1 Philadelphia Eagles, they get the host, the Seattle Seahawks. And I'll be honest, I'll be honest, I'm happy the Seahawks beat the Cardinals last Thursday. I picked the Seahawks, but I didn't think it was going to be, I thought it was going to be the shootout like we saw back end of October. Now, Russell Wilson, the last two two games before the Arizona game was forcing too many footballs in, in goal line situations and throwing unnecessary picks. That, quite frankly, might have cost them the game, you know. But, Seattle, they got back to their winning ways, and they will probably get back to their winning ways here. DK Metcalf and the running back for Seattle, DJ Dallas, said something weird. They want the Eagles to bench Wentz and start Jalen Hurts. That is very interesting. That is a bold statement to say. I mean, you want the win, so why are you calling on the other guy to start? I mean, what, do you want competition? I mean, (laughs) and all of a sudden, this NFC West, by the way, is getting tight. You have, except for the 49ers, they're probably going to be out of it. There's a tie at the top right now between the Rams and the Seahawks. Rams have the tiebreaker, so they're in the lead right now. And then just a game back is Arizona. So this division is tight. There's a chance, because we added the extra playoff spot, that these three teams could get in the playoffs. There's a chance. Um, so who knows? Um, and, if, and if San Fran makes a run and gets some help, the whole division could lock up the wild card spot. It's very interesting. But Seattle, we know what they have. Russell Wilson, Lockett, Metcalf, they even have David Moore. Their defense needs to get better, though. They need that. Otherwise, they're not going to make it to the Super Bowl. Plain and simple. Or they'll make it, but they'll probably lose if they have to play a Kansas City or somebody. Philadelphia. Every week we pick the Eagles, I'm, I feel like a broken record. Wentz, I feel like now he's getting some guys back. He's gotten guys back. But it just feels like he's playing around a practice squad. He doesn't trust his own line. He's getting sacked a lot. He's kind of forcing unnecessary balls. He played. He had a pitiful performance against Cleveland this past Sunday. So who does he have to throw to? Jalen Rieger. Deshaun Jackson. Alshon Jeffrey. Dallas Goddard. Too bad Zach Ertz is hurt. And now for the year, I believe. The O-line is banged up. De- the defense, all they really got is Darius Slay. Running backs. You have Miles Sanders, former Penn State running back. Uh, you have Boston Scott, too. That's a great name, by the way. Boston Scott. The Eagles are a dumpster fire, and I think even if they make the playoffs, they'll lose the first game, and Doug Peterson should get fired. Really should. I think you need to clean house, and we need a new system in Philly. I'm saying wipe out the whole coaching staff. Wipe them out. Get them out there. Uh, Get them up out of the team. Regardless if you win the Super Bowl, get them out, because this year was a dumpster fire. 
Uh, and I'm preaching to my uh, Eagle fans that are listening. Demand. Call Jeffrey Lurie and demand at the end of the season, regardless of what happens, that, that coaching staff is cleaned out because they're a dumpster fire. And Doug Peterson goes for two at really unnecessary times. That's what ticks me off. I knew it would backfire and fans would hate him. They didn't believe me last year. They didn't believe me two years ago. Now they're starting to come around and say, hey, Alex, you were right. So, now we know that that is sometimes very bad coaching. With that being said, Seattle wins the football game. Not even going to be close. 42-10. to 10. The Eagles, I don't even know what to say. They're a dumpster fire. Alright. Game of the week. Patrick Mahomes. And the Kansas City Chiefs. Will travel. To Tampa Bay. To take on Brady. Gronk. Mike Evans. And the Buccaneers. This is a fun game. I can't wait to watch. It is going to be at 425 on CBS. That is the only game CBS is broadcasting at 425. So the whole country will get to watch that this game. What a fun game this will be. Now, the Buccaneers, Brady in primetime this year has been one of three. This technically is not a primetime game, but it is going to the whole country. So we'll consider that a part of his record. If you watch the Monday night game, and I did, they kind of lost a heartbreaker to the Rams. The difference in the game, Tom Brady threw two picks that were bad balls, they were underthrown, and gave the Rams basically a gift. That's the only reason the Rams won the football game. Brady had a pretty good game outside of that, but the two picks were the difference in the football game. Plus, Jared Goff looked pretty good throwing to Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Now, the Buccaneers, what do they need to fix? Well, I think they just need to fix showing up in primetime, because when they play during the day, they play really well. But even their one primetime win was the Giants, who they really should have beat, should have blown out. They only won that game by two points. And then Chicago. We already talked about Chicago. So, <laughs> what is Brady in the offense? They're still getting, and I know Brady is still gaining trust and learning the new system, but Brady's one of those guys where he can learn something quickly. And I get it, he was under the same offensive system for about 20 years during his time in New England. So, we'll see. We will see what Brady can cook up. Whether it be Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown, who made a couple catches in the beginning of the game Monday night, looked very good. He's got the weapons. And running back situation still isn't clear. I think Leonard Fournette wishes he still got more playing time. It's Ron, the Ronald Jones show there. Um, Be very interesting. But Kansas City. I knew the game would be close Sunday night. I think some people thought there was a chance it could be a blowout, but it was actually a really good game. And by the way, if you watch the game, Vegas, of course, no crowd because of COVID. Buccaneers will have a crowd. Uh, NBC, they do a great job producing football games, in my opinion. So they they toned down some of the piped-in crowd noise that they put in and added more of the natural sound. And you could hear Derek Carr and his cadence he yelled a bunch of basketball players during his uh, cadence. So, when you watch the Raiders game this weekend, by the way, 
a uh, little footnote. If Derek Carr yells James Harden or Pistol Pete Maravich or even Chris Mullen, that's gonna there's a good chance that'll be a run. Uh, the Raiders play the Falcons at one o'clock. So a little programming note: if you want to hear Derek Carr yell some cadence, yell random basketball players' names in his cadences, go watch that game. But the Chiefs. What can you say about Patrick Mahomes? I think he will be the MVP of the league this year. Because Russell Wilson has kind of gone downhill, forcing those balls. I think it's clear it's going to be Mahomes. Well, if he play, keeps playing at the pace he's playing and he doesn't get hurt, Patrick Mahomes will be your MVP this year for the second year in a, or for the second time in two years. Do I need to say more about this offense? Mahomes. You have the two running back system of Clyde Edwards, Alaire, and Le'Veon Bell. Tyreek Hill. McCole Hardman. Sammy Watkins. Demarcus Robinson. Of course, what's to mention without Travis Kelsey? Probably the best tight end in the league, in my opinion. Defense, you still got to work on some kinks. I mean, Sorensen's good. And the only reason they get good defensive numbers in fantasy, they did get a lot of sacks last year. I haven't seen the sack correlation this year. Case in point, time to pick the game. This will be a shootout. It'll be Kansas City 31, Tampa Bay 26. I don't think Tampa Bay gets it done against Kansas City. And I hope we get to see a rematch in the Super Bowl. Alright, let's get to the food of the week. Foods of the week. Thanksgiving dinner! Now, I think I told you last week, I told you at the beginning. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Not just because of the football. Not just because of the Macy's Day Parade, which I never watch. I I watch snippets of it. Not just because of the National Dog Show. Not just because, well, not just because of the great college basketball that's going to be on, which is starting today, if you're listening on Wednesday. The season is starting. The food. I know we all have our traditions where we go to Grandma Finnegan's house, and she cooks a nice turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh, I love Thanksgiving. Now, unfortunately, this year I'm not going to get my grandma, Judy, who I've mentioned before. Not going to get her stuffing, her Thanksgiving dinner. But let me enlighten you on what she makes. She makes some really good turkey. We have both kinds, the white and the dark meat. So you get to choose your uh, whatever your druther is. She makes some really good stuffing. Really good mashed potatoes with butter. She makes a pretzel jello that is a Thompson family staple. Uh, I believe my friend Steve, uh, they make it in his family. It's basically crushed up pretzel sticks, uh, strawberry jello, Cool Whip, freeze, put it in the refrigerator. It's so good. It's even better. The pretzel jello is one of those leftover foods that, in my opinion, is even better on the second day. 
cornbread stuffing, which we got from my peep from my Arkansas fam. What's up, Arkansas fam? Uh, and pumpkin pie with whipped cream. Oh my, so beautiful. I'm really gonna miss Thanksgiving dinner in Pittsburgh, but obviously with COVID, we're not traveling. Um, so we're gonna get takeout from Dunlap's here in Gettysburg. Uh, I understand they're having a really good big dinner Thanksgiving feast. Not quite sure what's gonna be on the menu, but I know we're also getting an apple pie in addition to a pumpkin pie, so double the double the trouble. Uh, but then my other favorite Thanksgiving tradition, the day after, we go to Quaker Steak and Lube, a famous wing place. I'll save what I like to get at Quaker Steak and Lube for when our food of the week is wings, which I have been anticipating for a long time. I, this is my favorite food. Uh, can't wait to break down chicken wings for you guys, but I love Thanksgiving, and this is such a fun, this, it, it's my favorite holiday for a reason. Uh, from, I mentioned my grandma's dinner, but the church I went to growing up, we had the Thanksgiving dinners that we'd get catered. Oh my goodness, it was such good stuffing. You even had corn, and the turkey was good, and the mashed potatoes. I would load up on the gravy and the rolls and butter. Oh, love butter. Love gravy. Love stuffing. So, case in point, Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. I love it. I love football. Yeah, I love a lot of stuff. With that being said, we have set a record, ladies and gentlemen. It's the longest episode of Sports Bar Talk ever. We're going on 34 minutes. Happy Thanksgiving! With that being said, it's time to wrap up. If you are traveling, wear your masks. Get those COVID tests before you go. But if you really don't want to travel, don't. They are making the decision for you. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the football. Don't eat too much food, even though, as I like to say, this is the ultimate cheat day. And this is Sports for Talk, where we not only got the best seat in the house, we also have the best turkey, and we got the best stuffing in the house! Happy Thanksgiving, guys! Woo!